Welcome to another amazing episode of You Know You Love Us. I'm Hannah. And I'm Tyler. Well. well um. Oh my gosh. Okay. 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 <laughs> today is a very exciting episode because today we are joined by professional astrologer, manifestation coach, and friend of the pod, Lexi Wilson. Lexi is a business owner, the host of the podcast, Manifest Your Dreams. She has successfully manifested her dream life by following her calling to leave her former career as a therapist and social worker to become the business owner and boss we know and love today. She's also a pop culture aficionado, gossip girl fan, and has a brand new astrology community on Patreon that we cannot wait to hear more about. We are so thrilled to have her. Please welcome Lexi, Lexi Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hello, everyone. Yay. I'm so excited. Like people don't understand how excited I am to be on this show because I'm a genuine fan. I actually listen to the episodes. I'm listening when I'm taking a shower, when I'm driving across the country. Like I'm an actual fan. I was dying when you say the welcome because I totally wanted to do it with you. you know, <laughs> I love the outro when it's just like, you know, you know. <laughs> I am a fan. So I am so excited to be here. <laughs> Lexi, we're like we, so happy to have you. We could do this all day. Like, we're such Truly. a big fan of yours. Mm-hmm. I, I've like, I fell in love with you in 2020 via Zach from A Functioning Gay because he posted your content and was like, yeah. Lexi Wilson's the best. And I felt so <laughs> called to you and your content. And then before I knew it, we were internet friends. You were reading my birth chart. I went to your lives. Like, I mean, just you're the best. Yes. And same to you. I'm like, it's so crazy how the internet brings people together because it's like, we totally met on just a random meme account and literally like, later now it's three years later and we're friends. It's like, what so the hell? crazy. Right? And I, I remember like when we did our discovery call before I got my birth chart reading with you, I was just like, oh, I just want to be around her all the time. Right. And I was like, I wish I had more money to my name so I could just pay to hang out with me all the time and just talk about astrology with me. But I remember when we did my birth chart reading, like it was so helpful because there were so many things that I felt like made me weird or that I had to fix. And it was so freeing getting my birth chart read by you because you were like, no, babe, like this is just like in your chart. Like, yeah, you have to embrace it because this is just like who you are. And a lot of it was like, it was what would make you money. It was what would make you happy. Mm. So a lot of it too was like, you needed to hear it because you needed to know that it was not only what made you normal, but it was what would make you like exceptional. Incredible. You know? We have yeah. to do that. I mean, I've, Lexi, I've wanted to do this for so long. And when, as soon as Hannah met with you, she was like, you don't understand, Tyler. Like, <laughs> Lexi is the queen. Lexi is the girl. Like, like, uh, like, yes. Oh my God. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. then I, it's been so great to follow along with your content. It's so empowering. And it is, there's something so freeing about it in, 
in knowing that things are truly like written in the stars, <laughs> which yes. is not to be like written in the stars, like not to sing about it, but it's like, you know, it's in the universe and like, it's just who you are. And like what you said, it, it does make you feel exceptional. It's not a flaw, which is so right. great. And so many of us, it's like, that's what we're, you know, like we're judged for that. Like I know for myself growing up, for example, this is totally unrelated, but sort of related. It's like, I used to be made fun of for my laugh. People would be like, oh, her laugh is so loud. I know, right? Mm-hmm. But I now, love your go, laugh. Your laugh is thing. amazing. I love my laugh, you know? And yes. That's why it's like, you know what, when you do something like a birth chart reading and you find out that the very things that maybe your parents couldn't understand about you or your mm-hmm. friends constantly were judging you for, then you mm-hmm. look in your chart and you realize like, oh, this is a huge part of what makes me who I am, or this mm-hmm. is a huge part of my life lesson. All of a sudden, that thing that made you feel so crappy is now the thing that makes you feel unique and special. So that's one of the things that like, that's one of the reasons I love astrology and why I love doing what I do. I turn it into a profession but at first it was just me hanging out with my friends and just being like hey let me like read you for felt and like have fun with (laughs) (laughs) it's like a party trick yes (laughs) it really was and then it turned into something so magical my best friend was like girl you need to do this like for real like this is not a joke you should really do that and then it turned into this business and now here we are three years later still doing it oh and uh, yeah i mean that kind of touches on our first question about like what a little bit more about your business a little bit more about who you are but i would love to know more about your journey from your previous career to your current business that you started if you could speak to that oh girl i can't and girl (laughs) i'm gonna try not to make it the long version because it is really long but it's a great story yeah (laughs) (laughs) but essentially it's like i was a social worker that's where i started off and thinking i'm gonna change the world only to find out that like the world is a dumpster fire and it's really mm-hmm. hard to change the world from inside of it. But you know, that's all good. Um, but while I was doing my job, doing the thing, um, I hit my 30th birthday, which not that I knew this at the time, but now I know that is the year of your Saturn return. And so the year of your Saturn return is when Saturn returns back to the same place it was at the time of your birth. The first time it hits usually Uh around 29 and a half years old. And when that happens, it's total like craziness. I grew up inside of a cult, which is insane. And so I know, I know, girl, so many podcast episodes in this one. You need to write a book, Lexi. Like, yeah, actually, yes. Tell me that, but I don't know if the focus to do it. But everyone tells me that I should. But I grew up inside of a cult. And so uh, that year, my 29th year is when I finally got like the cojones to decide to leave the church. And when I did, I lost everything. Mm -hmm. I lost my friends. I lost my family because I was third generation generation inside of it. So my grandma Mm. was part of it. My mom was part of it. And then she raised me in it. And so when I left, I originally moved to Chicago. I got a job out here working in a marketing job, totally unrelated because I wanted to get out of social work since it was depressing me on Mm -hmm. top of the fact that I just wanted to start a whole new life after that. So Mm -hmm. after like leaving the church and everything. So I started working as um, in a marketing position Uh, and from there I found myself, this is what was like so crazy is I went on meetup.com and I found this 
this goddess circle, I think it was called. And it was these girls who would meet for dinner every full moon, which I didn't get what that meant at the time. Yeah. But they would meet every full moon and they would give out goddess cards to each other and then talk about like what what they like meant to them and all of the spiritual stuff. I know you guys are both like, what? Our no, mouths are fully again. I'm like, like okay, vibes. Like, I yeah. don't have anything like the slightest bit witchy and woo-woo Same. as I like to call it. So I'm like, sign Same. me up. Like, how do I go to one? Girl, yeah. and that's why I did it. Because when I saw it on Meetup, I was like, this is so witchy. This is so woo. Mm-hmm. I want to see what it's about. But I was terrified. Let me tell you, I got there an hour earlier just so that we I could sit at another table because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't going to be a bunch of weirdos. You know what I mean? Fair, fair. That's smart. That's just wise. Yeah, (laughs) survey the area. What in the world? Because it was out in the boondocks of like Chicago, like totally far away from from the city. Here, by myself, I didn't tell anybody where I was because I thought it was weird. So I didn't want to tell anybody, which is so (laughs) dangerous. Like, what am I doing? (laughs) That's incredible. This is all incredible. And then from there, I met this woman who she was like, you know what? You have such a curious spirit. You should come to this thing called a sister circle. And I was like, what's that? And she was like, it's when these girls come together, they talk about their feelings, they talk about their emotions and spirituality. And so I said, sure, like I would love to go. So I decided to go. And now that was like totally like witchy vibes completely. Ooh. Like they met in this yoga studio, soft lighting, candles, uh, like this, I mean, completely vibes. Yeah. And yeah. then we would pull a card. Each of us would pull a card. We would talk about our week and share with each other, like what our week was like, all the things that we're thinking about, the feelings that we're having. It was so witchy and so cool. It was Mm. so freeing. And that was the beginning of like my official spiritual awakening. I was terrified because remember, I I grew up in a cult. So a lot of these things that I was learning were all things that were so quote unquote evil and bad, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't help but find myself like really feeling at home with this stuff instead of getting out by it. And so eventually that led to me finding my place in astrology. Like everyone has their own thing that they find in their spiritual truths. But I just found that astrology was the thing that for me, I felt I could understand the most when it comes Mm. to trying to to use any kind of like tools, oracle cards, tarot or whatever that Mm. I feel most connected to. So years later is when I realized that that whole period was me going through my Saturn return. And so of course it makes sense, right? That I would find myself leaving a religion, which my Saturn is in the house of religion. So I would grow up in a religious. I know. Oh my gosh. Right. This is mind blowing. I, that's what I tell you. Birth charts are so mind blowing. So once I found out that my Saturn was in the house of religion, it basically means that I was going to experience some sort of tough or or life lesson in religion religion and spirituality in some capacity and my my Saturn return was going to probably be about that issue because my Saturn is in the house of religion so the fact that I would leave my religion at that time and then find myself curious and about another spiritual faith or spirituality in general that's so part of my Saturn return in particular with my birth chart 
So essentially, that's what my whole Saturn return was about. It was terrifying, but it was exactly what I needed in order to now be sitting here with you guys today. Wow. So wild. I'm so, and I mean, like, it must be so crazy too to just, do you know that Gwyneth Paltrow movie Sliding Doors where it's like, you see her life if she made the train and then if she didn't make the Mm -hmm. train, like this idea of like, had you not followed that like gut instinct to like leave what you grew up in and like explore with all those other women in all those ways. Like, yeah, like we wouldn't even be sitting here having this conversation today. And And the irony is you set out as a social worker to change the world. And I would argue that the work you're doing now is changing the world because you're helping oh. us elevate on an individual level. Yes. And therefore, we're all kind of like raising the, I hate to say like raising the consciousness, but you know what I mean? Like raising yeah. the vibes. Raising the, raising the vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Raising <laughs> the vibes individually to raise the mm-hmm. vibes as a collective. Amen to that, sister. I you believe know? in that. Yes. No, yes. right. That is like, I'm still changing the world just through astrology. So Hell yeah. that, even though they probably hate that I said that, but whatever. <laughs> Can I? Can I go off the script and ask a question? I, yeah. I I feel like I'm often met when I express my love of astrology yeah. with so many naysayers, so much shade. Like mm-hmm. what how do you I, do you experience that and how do you combat that? Like that, with Tyler. people who are like, you know, I th- like that's so woo woo. It's just an excuse for someone to like excuse their bad behavior or like whatever. I'm just so interested in like how that come the how that manifests in your career. If you want into that. Oh, it totally. I totally run into that all the time. Like, it's yeah. because you know, and I think there's a part of me that also wonders sometimes, like, is this real? So I think because <laughs> so I think because yes. I myself like I'm a Capricorn, so I'm supposed to be a skeptic. So I am. So I think <laughs> so yeah, I, I think love that I, there's parts of me that are also like, am I just making this shit up? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> so I think I can connect to people because of that. And then that's also like, what is my unique brand of astrology is I make it super practical yes. because you turn it, you can be super spiritual if you want to, but you don't have to be spiritual to be into astrology, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's really about like patterns. And so when I'm talking to people who look at me funny or think that it's weird, I kind of explain it in this sense of like, for example, like the full moon, no one really argues that when the, when the moon is full, the world goes a little crazy, you know what I mean? It's a little crazy. So that the water changes, the tide changes with the full moon and we're mostly made up of water. Why not? Would our bodies then be reacting to astronomical changes that happen and astrological changes that happen. So I kind of explained it in that way. But also here's my thing too. If somebody is being like super negative and they're just like so committed to their truth, I ain't fighting you, girl. You know what I'm saying? I don't have time for that. Life is too good for me to be having arguments with people who don't want to believe. Like, that's fine because there's plenty of people who don't believe in manifestation. They don't believe in astrology. Mm -hmm. And girl, if you want to be a victim of your circumstances, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Thank you for that. You know, I'm going to healing. So that's how I look at it is that I just don't really commit to trying to, to, to convince anybody you totally. can that's great that's not. great and if you think it's a bunch of bullshit 
that's fine too, because sometimes I think that too. Like I <laughs> I mean, but that's, that's what great. I found so refreshing about you. And yeah, to your point, your approach to this work is like, even like when I got my birth chart read with you, you had this like very like succinct, like written out guide to explain it. And then at the end you said like, okay, so now I've taught you what you need to know about your birth chart, but now it's on you to do the work from mm -hmm. here. So here's some journal prompts. Here's some questions you can ask yourself. Like mm -hmm. here's how to make the most out of the learnings that I provided you. And I think that that's something that other astrology accounts or just astrologers that I've encountered, like don't cover as much. It's more just like, here's the information as opposed to like, here's the information and here's what you can do with it in a practical sense. Right. And, and I think that sets you apart. I well, thank you for that because I think part of that is because I do come from social work and I went into therapy. So my master's is in marriage and family therapy. And so I did work as a therapist for a few years. And I think because I really, really like like cognitive behavioral therapy, attachment yeah. theory, I really love yeah. like really practical types of theories in terms of working with clients. So I liked to make astrology useful instead mm -hmm. of using it as just a thing to make an excuse for my poor behavior or anyone's mm -hmm. poor behavior. Um, I wanted to empower people instead to say like, astrology gives you, it's a roadmap that gives you the freedom to know like what to do or what to expect from yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can actually go and do it. You know what I mean? So this is totally about free will versus I find that some astrologers, one, they're very negative. They like, if you read a, an astrology book, it usually is so negative in the way that it explains things. And I don't yeah. like, so I grew up in, um, not grew up, but I was taught strengths-based counseling. So I like to use like strength based astrology instead. That's cool. I'm going to totally, yeah, you know, I like to turn it into something that makes people feel empowered. So even something that they'll find in their chart that technically is like what another astrologer would describe as bad. I don't look at charts as bad or good. I look at them as tools by which you can be empowered by. So yes, there's going to be difficulty, but of course you can't even understand what good is unless you understand what difficulty is. So how can we use this difficulty to empower us to have that free will, to do whatever it is that we need to do or do what we want to do and create the life that we want? Like, I just feel like make it practical so people know how to use it. Mm -hmm. What's the point of just knowing astrology if it's not to use it? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's that's so wonderful. And especially, you know, to your point of, you know, if it's only negative, like that's not active. That's not anything anyone can utilize. And you're so right. So many of those books, especially about him, fire signs are like, <laughs> you suck. And yeah. here's why you're a, you're a monster. Asshole. Yeah. They're like, you're a monster. For like Gemini's and Scorpio's. Yes. So bad. I mean, sometimes Gemini's deserve it, but and I'm kidding. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shout out to my brother. He's a Gemini. But my point <laughs> <laughs> but they do get such a bad rap. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at the same time, part of that is because people make astrology so negative. They yeah. focus on the negative things. And I look at every zodiac sign as everything has a light and everything has a shadow. So it's just a matter of like, if you've dealt with, with certain signs and you're like, oh, I really don't like Aries, right? Well, if it depends on what type of Aries you've met, you could be talking to an Aries that's in their shadow, or you mm -hmm. could be talking to an Aries that's in their light. And I got to tell you, when you meet an Aries 
in their light. They are powerful. They are like, girl, nobody can break me down. They can do whatever they want because they have this strong will. So you just have to be in the light though. But the thing mm-hmm. is, everybody has their balance. Sometimes I'm in my light, sometimes I'm in my shadow. So it just depends on the situation and what is called on for that moment. But everything has its light and shadow. It's just some some signs get focused on their shadow a lot more. And I would say Geminis and Scorpios and fire signs in general <laughs> tend to get a bad rap when it comes to astrology. <laughs> We are a spicy bunch, aren't we? We are. We really (laughs) Uh, are. Lexi, what? Okay, two things. It's sort of an A-B question. Part one of the question is, what are like the big three and sort of how do they inform people's sort of whole vibe? And then what are your big three and how do you use them to guide you through life? I love that. Okay, so the big three is the 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 quintessential astrology question of who are you <laughs> essentially mm-hmm. and so just like you would ask somebody what do you do for a living as an astrologer or an astrology girl you're probably going to ask somebody what's your big three because it helps you to understand the way that they think uh what their expectations are and all of that so the big three are your where the sun was when you were born which most people know what that is where the moon was when you were born and where the what was rising on the eastern horizon at the time of your birth, so east of wherever you were born. Um, And so each of these things, the sun represents your core personality and your core identity. The moon represents your emotions and your heart center. And then the rising sign basically gives me an idea of the perspective that you're going to have when I'm speaking to you. It's the way that you view the world through. And it also happens to be the mask that you put on when you're not very comfortable. When you first meet people, that rising sign is tends to be what people can guess. And they'll be like, oh, you seem like a Scorpio, but you're really a Cancer. They can't, they're usually reading your rising sign because until you're oh. comfortable, what that's when you'll show the sun sign. And then when you get really comfortable, you show somebody your moon sign. When you fall in love, you start showing them your Venus sign and down and down the list. So for, for me, my big three is I'm a Capricorn sun, Capricorn rising Leo moon. And that Leo moon is loud. I, she is loud. So a lot of people tend to see me as a Leo. I don't act like Mm -hmm. a typical Capricorn because that Leo energy is strong. Plus my Mercury is in Sagittarius, which is another fire sign. So I think and speak and act a lot like a fire sign, but I have the tenacity and the willpower of a Capricorn. Hence Mm -hmm. why I do all the things that I do. (laughs) That's so cool. Oh yeah. Because you have a theater background too, right? I do. Okay, so there's that theater kid fire sign that we all have. We love to perform. We love to be on stage. We love to be seen. Yes. Yes. We love to be perceived. Yeah, I did like a little sit at um at um Second City, the theater, the the, yeah, just a little class, just some classes there. But I had to get like my like my acting chops out, but I love acting. I love theater. I love all of that. <laughs> oh, and now That's I feel amazing. like you still get to like perform on your social channels and with your podcast and like, and even in your readings, I bet. I mean, I know oh, yeah. from experience. Oh, oh, totally. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I totally, because I think like, you know, I use many different voices. I'm always like doing all these kind of things, but it's also in my chart, like inside of my chart, I have so many different personalities. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm 
meant to be like very expressive in the way that I speak and in the way that I think, which I used to think was so weird about me. But then once I looked at my chart and I found out how much water I have, how much uh, fire I have and how much earth I have, um, I have like a nice balance of all those signs. I only have one air, so not a lot of air, but those balance allows me to have like different personalities that just like pop up. And now instead of feeling bad about it, I use it. And so that's one of the reasons that I love social media for my business, because I get to be weird. I get to be crazy. And I get to be all these different personalities instead of having to pretend like I'm just one version of myself, whatever that version is, Mm -hmm. you know? That's why I love your podcast because like you'll be like deep in thought, like explaining this like very profound thing about like manifestation or astrology. And then you'll like make the funniest joke or like a pop culture reference. And then I'm just like peeing my pants laughing as I'm learning. And I love it. I think (laughs) I'm also like always wary of people in sort of the like spirituality space who like talk like this and just act Mm -hmm. like they're always this sort of like sort of just this grounded, perfect like individual who has it all figured out. I'm like, but that's not like that. I can't relate to that at all. No, no, me neither. And so I feel like like you leading with just like your your authenticity and your like warmth and that like theater kid inside of you is just like I'm like oh I can trust you like I I I believe everything you're saying yeah Thank you oh I yeah. love that <laughs> it's like that pop culture energy versus like a place of NPR and like while NPR is very valid it yeah. is not something that makes me feel particularly like connected <laughs> yeah I'm not tuning in yeah I'm like yeah I'm not tuning in exactly. <laughs> Yes. No, changing the channel. And that's right. that's so clarifying. Like hearing you explain the big three in in all of my existence is the first time I think I now can actually yeah. accurately explain really? the big three. Yes. And the way people ask me and I go, you know, it's like the sun and then it's the moon <laughs> and and everyone's like this is not helpful that i'm like crystal clear it makes so much sense oh thank you that is such an honor because that's exactly that is like my joy of astrology is making it so that we just regular person doesn't have to be like an, an astrology head to be able to understand or explain it so mm-hmm. i Thank you so much for telling me that because that makes me so happy. Now I'm now I'm interested because I I don't remember <laughs> your big three, Hannah. I know that you're a Leo, but what? Are, so for you two, what are your big threes? Ooh, Hannah. I'm a Leo Sun, Aquarius Moon, Sag Rising. Okay, yes, I remember the Aquarius Moon. Yeah, which was I, unexpected. Yeah. And I remember what you said about the Aquarius Moon was you were like, because it's an air sign. Aquarius is air, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I remember you saying because it's an air sign, you're like you you sort of just float away into your own world sometimes. Yeah. And it's not that you don't care about people or that you don't want to keep in touch. Just sometimes it's just air signs are caught in the clouds and they like yes. forget to like respond to text messages. Amen. And my Aquarius boyfriend will c- totally co-sign on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's not that I don't care. I'm just I just forget sometimes. I'm like, la 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 la. <laughs> Tyler, what's your big three? I am an Aries sun, Cancer moon, Virgo rising. Oh my goodness. I didn't even, I thank God I was talking politely about an Aries because I didn't even realize. <laughs> no, there, but again, what you said about shadow and light is so true. And I was, because I really don't identify as an Aries, like c- comparatively with other Aries who I've met. And I was like, because it can be very dark sided. And like, yeah. I don't find myself leaning into like, 
the competitive, like that competitive nature, but the loyalty side is so strong. Mm-hmm. But like Virgo is is strong and Cancer is strong. strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I can pick up on both the Virgo and the Cancer. I can totally <laughs> pick up on that. So that wouldn't make a lot of sense. But Cancer energy is, it, yeah, Cancer and Aries are incredibly loyal. So th- both of those mm-hmm. signs, you would find that you would have that natural affinity towards loyalty. Not that Virgo energy isn't it's loyal in a different way and it has different uh goals in mind but both cancer and aries are very loyal and very protective like yes (laughs) protective energy yeah 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 that makes a lot of sense oh i love it (laughs) yeah oh that's so so fun (laughs) (laughs) i'm so excited that now your community is going to get even more from you on your astrology Patreon. And we would love to know like what they can expect. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited about it. I just switched over into Patreon and I love it. So inside I have classes every month we meet for either the new or the full moon. And we basically go over what is the energy of, so now it's like, I'm that sister circle girl instead of the other people. (laughs) So now we meet every month and it's virtual. I do hope to eventually have like some local meetings too in Chicago. Uh, but for now we're completely virtual. I know. Yeah. So you have to come try it. That would be awesome. Wait, I'm in. Do, are you like <laughs> moving to Chicago permanently? Oh yes, I am. I'm moving to Chicago from San Diego. I know. <laughs> okay. I was literally, I was feeling so like greedy for a second there being like, oh, she'll do it in California. I'm like, I'm going to go, but no, I guess I'll have to visit Chicago. Yes, I will. I will. Oh my gosh. I now have, I have that- all my family and both of you there. Yeah. Oh then you means you have to come. You have, I have to, to come. come. That'd be so, yes. so yes. I'm so, so excited. Yes. So basically we do these circles where we get to kind of talk. But the cool thing is instead of just talking about like just our feelings and just, I also go over birth charts. So in those things, because when you're looking at the moon, obviously we know, for example, like we just had the Sagittarius new moon. That's great to know, but how does that personally affect me? That's what you're finding out when we're inside of the Patreon. I'm actually reading your chart and then looking at where is this new moon and how is it personally affecting you in your life? How is it affecting your love life? What's Mercury retrograde? Right now we're dealing with Mercury retrograde. So one of the readings that we're going to be doing next is, well, what can you expect from this Mercury retrograde? Are you going to be one of those people where your lover is coming back? Because that doesn't happen to just everybody. It Mm. tends to happen because of your chart. So we'll see. And then we'll look into that. And then people ask me questions, any kind of astrology questions, kind of like what we're doing here today. They'll ask me, what's my big three? What does this mean? Or if they want specifics on like, well, if I'm trying to manifest something in particular, then I'll look at like their Jupiter, their Mercury and their Venus, and I'll put it together to kind of support them in manifesting money or manifesting clients for their business and things like that. So that's essentially what we do inside of the Patreon. And then I have classes that people can take. And if they want to learn how to read their own birth chart or want to learn how to deal with a bad day so they can still manifest what they want, those classes are inside of the Patreon. 
And then also we have weekly horoscopes. So every week, so you can plan your week out and you know what to expect. You can expect me putting up your horoscopes. And um, and yeah, I think that's everything that's inside of that. Oh, and that's then, it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's it. Well. It's casual. <laughs> yeah. If you're at the top tier, then I do also monthly readings for you. Like if you're in the top tier of, because um, there's three different tiers. There's the first tier, which is only 11-11. The second tier, which is 44-44. And the third tier, which is 77-77. So that last tier, of course, angel numbers. I'm yeah. choosing. Yeah, I just got um, chills. Yeah. <laughs> but the last tier, um, you can get a 30-minute uh, reading with me every single month. So cool. that's pretty cool because for people who want to either learn how to read their own birth charts or they're just constantly asking questions about astrology, they get to meet with me every month and I get to have them as clients and talk about astrology. So that's essentially what the Patreon is all about. That is so I wish everyone fun. could just see. Yeah, I like wish people could see our reactions to this. Like We're, we are feral. Like we are literally, literally like mouth like open. <laughs> Just like nodding, we're like, yes, yes, everything you are selling, literally, we are like, buying. Lexi, talk dirty <laughs> to talk dirty to us, you know. Talk, yeah. talk dirty to us. Talk <laughs> astrology to me. Yes, literally. Yes. And I'm just literally. thinking about all of the girlies who like I, I know are going to be so elated to yes. hear this episode and hear you talk about this. Like, oh, yeah, it's come I'm just so excited. Girl. I also <laughs> feel like, Lexi, when when I was guided towards you in my life, I remember like when we were talking on one of our calls, I was like, I feel like I just haven't had time for spirituality. And you said like, when you feel like you don't have time is usually when you need it the most. most. Yeah. And I feel like something like a Patreon where you, mm -hmm. you know, are a monthly subscriber and you have all these resources that are sort of just like in your, in your back pocket all the time. I feel mm -hmm. like it's a practical way to sort of weave spirituality in your day-to-day -day life. So I'm really excited to explore that Patreon. Let yes, me tell you. Explore Same. it away. Cause that's exactly the purpose of it is making astrology super practical because mm -hmm. uh, yeah it's really hard these days especially when we have so much going on it's really hard to stay um hopeful let alone spiritual mm -hmm. you know what i mean there's just so much bullshit and it's like you want to stay woke but you also want to like maintain your mental health you know yeah. what i'm saying so like it's really tough out here mm -hmm. on these streets so that's why i want to have this patreon so we people have a way to find something that's funny, that is an enjoyable way to learn, a community where you can actually meet with other like-minded people. And at the same time, um, you know, learn more about yourself so you can make that difference that you want to make in whatever capacity that is. And sometimes that capacity is just feeling confident in who you are when you're able to show up as who you are, because you're like, you know what, I just got a reading and I feel like, yeah, like this makes sense for me, why I react the way that I do or whatever it is. It, then all of a sudden it's like you're able to show up in the world in a more positive way, you know? So that's why I have the Patreon there. So that we, on a consistent basis, you have mm -hmm. somebody that's holding you accountable, that's supporting you. And if you like to just be in my energy, then you also get that opportunity to regularly be in my energy and regularly chat with me. We have like a, a chat room. So um, you can also like chat in there as so well cool. and get like daily moons and things like that. So just like, of course, I like to make things 
funny as well. So, you know, I like to make these kind of, of lighthearted and, and bring the joy into life. So yeah, it's definitely a space that brings me a lot of joy. So I'm glad that it brings others joys too. So t- definitely check it out. Oh my gosh. Lexi, I'm like so glad that we met in this capacity and not you weren't my therapist because I would have been like the movie What About Bob? Like I would have been like yes. texting you all day every day yes. being like, Lexi, Lexi, what's going on? Lexi, baby steps into the bathroom. Lexi. Yep. And like, <laughs> you would have been like, like I went to Erwan alone. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Lexi, I just got a smoothie at Erwan. It was $18. What do you think? What do you think? Are you part what of my moon say about that? You'd be like, yeah. I'm literally on vacation with my boyfriend. Like I am out stop. of office. Yeah, stop. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'm at the Collectivo on yeah. Clark and Fullerton. Do you want uh, any interest? I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I live in Lom. You're like, I live so far away. I'm like, okay, wait, but well, maybe I could just, yeah. Mm-hmm. I could drop it off. I could come by. I'll, just, I'll drive. It's just an hour and a half. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Really yeah, chill. Totally fine. Totally fine. Um, are there... Um, so yeah, it seems like we can obviously come to you directly and come to your Patreon for a more personalized approach to astrology and spirituality. Is there something knowing what you know about astrology? Are there any like big overall shifts that we can expect in the new year? Like as a collective, anything written in the stars? Yeah. Well, we do have Pluto switching over into Aquarius, which is a really big thing. Like oh shit. The astrology world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And actually, you're going to be feeling that a lot because that Aquarius moon. So you'll feel it personally. But this is a good thing. It's going to be there for like the next, I think it's 25 to 30 years. I can't remember which one, but it's going to be there for a long time. So Pluto has been in Capricorn for the last 20 years. It's a very slow moving planet. And I know for some people who are constantly trying to be like, oh, Pluto isn't a planet. Pluto is a planet (laughs) according to astrology. So yes. Relax. So, <laughs> so in astrology, you still recognize that you have losers. Losers. Just Get out of here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so because of that, we're going to see like this age of Aquarius. We're moving out of the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. And the age of Aquarius. Oh, theater kids, like, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> This is a big deal because Aquarius rules over community. Aquarius rules over technology, over friendships. Mm. And so I think we're going to see like a huge, especially considering the fact that we we're still coming off of the back of this panorama that we were all in. So mm. it's like, There's a lot of isolation happening there, which is not also a coincidence that coming out of the age of Pisces, which also rules over isolation, that we would experience that sort of thing where like COVID would happen that made us like have this ultimate, right? This ultimate sense of isolation. Mm -hmm. One of my best friends is a Pisces. And like, (laughs) sometimes I just won't hear from her and I'll be like, bitch, come out of your Pisces cave. I know, I know you see these texts. You have to honor her Pisces case though, because that's how she manifests, girl. Let okay. her do it. Okay, okay, okay. Clayton, if you're listening, I will honor your Pisces cave. <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you. <laughs> so now that Pluto's moving into Aquarius, are we all just gonna be like naked running through a prairie, like with our hair down? <laughs> that's the vibe. He's talked about that because you know. <laughs> What's definitely going to happen is there's going to be, I feel, much more of a like a, a resurgence of community, of mm. people wanting to spend a lot of time with groups of people. I think we're going to see the light of that, meaning that we're going to see a lot of like a collective energy of caring for each other in a way that we haven't. We're seeing this world oh, is becoming so me-centered and so me-focused, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so 
I think we're going to start to see this shift where we actually care more about the collective. We see glimmers of it through conversations around like global warming and through the fact that we are so concerned about the wars and all these different things that are happening. We care so much these days. And I think these are the glimpses of that Pluto going into Aquarius and us caring so much about people and communities that are not necessarily part of us, but are part of us because we are this like oneness of people. Mm -hmm. Um, However, the shadow side of it is that we may also see a decline in terms of individuality and a sense Mm -hmm. of feeling like I matter when in reality, I can't like the community can't exist without the I you know what mm, I mean? Without the mm. person. So we have to remember that um, the collective matters and what's important for the community matters, but the collective does not matter if each individual person is not of importance within the collective. So mm. I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see how this unfolds over the next 25, 30 years of Pluto kind of transiting through Aquarius. A lot of Aquarius placements are going to feel this, where you're going to feel the desire for more a community. You might find that you're a little bit more emotional in the next 20 years, where you're just getting more in touch with your emotions, which is very different for Aquarius because they don't typically connect to their emotions. They're very logic driven. Um, So you may find that you're starting to feel a lot more. And what does that mean? What does it mean to feel as that Aquarius? And then a lot of fixed signs are also going to feel that. So the fixed signs are Taurus, um, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius. Um, So each of those signs will also be feeling that. So if you have that in your sun or your big three, any of those signs, you're probably going to be feeling this change a lot. Whereas like now that we're finishing up with Pluto and Capricorn, we're getting like for me and a lot of other earth signs, we're finally getting some reprieve from the stress because where we started 20 years ago to where we are now, we're completely in a different space. At least Mm. I know I am. Um, So there's going to be a lot of different changes. Like technically it's like at the beginning of Pluto going into Capricorn. I mean, I was still in a cult. I was still going to church every week and, you know, all this other stuff. And now here I am, you know, a fucking witch. (laughs) Wow. I love it. Here I am a fucking witch. Title of app. Yeah, title of app. <laughs> title of app. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> title oh of app. I'm so glad I get to be here for this. Title yes. <laughs> Which, when you first started moving into spirituality, like, were you at any point, I know triggered is kind of like a buzzword, but like, were you ever triggered by like, is the sister circle accidentally going to be a cult? Oh, or did you just know in your gut that it wasn't? No, no, I 1000% felt that because I didn't know how to trust my intuition at that time, mm-hmm. especially going from the cult. You're you're supposed to not like I was taught that like everything about me is naturally sinful. So in order for me to find hope, I have to trust in Jesus and trust in the Holy Spirit all the time because my natural desire is to sin. So because of that, that also I know, right, which means essentially mm. you're groups of people that their natural desire, which is your intuition, is a bad thing. Oh my so God. my natural desire to be around these women made me terrified. I was so afraid that maybe what if I, not only what if I have found a cult, but what if I have found something evil? Yeah. Now, and then imagine, oh I was taught God. that if I even indulge in that stuff, I'm going to hell. 
So I was willing to lose like my whole salvation just for the possibility of being curious. Like that's how crazy this was. So even though now I can talk about it and be so lighthearted about it, at the time, it was all terrifying to me. Crystals were terrifying. I couldn't even buy an Oracle card because I was so afraid that it would bring spirits into the house. Like I was terrified of this stuff. So yeah, I definitely had the fear. But the beauty is that one, I have to thank my sisters so much who are still my friends friends to this day because they never um, rejected me for just how judgmental I was because I was so judgmental back then because I was scared of everything. Mm -hmm. So they were constantly just like feeling, um, they constantly included me and they made me feel like, like it's okay to be scared, but also do you feel like this is bad? And I have to say that when I really answered that question, I didn't feel like it was bad. Instead, I would find myself more intrigued and and wanting to spend more time with these women. Mm. So that's what kind of led me to keep pushing past the fear is the fact that in my gut, there was a sense of feeling like this is okay. Now, in terms of like the cult feeling, I think to this day, I still get afraid of like... Mm. Um, but that's also in my chart as well, that I have difficulties in groups. So I do find like, I'm not a fan of organized religion because I feel like it's really hard for people to stay their own identity in the community. So it be- people develop group think and then you got a problem, you know? And so mm-hmm. for me, I don't really love anything too organized spiritually or religiously, none of that. Um, that might change, but for right now, that's just where I am because I just don't want to find myself in a cult. And not only did I do that, but it's like I went from the cult that I was in primed me to join a commercial cult, which was an MLM. So it's like I went straight into that coming from the church, but it primed me for it because the rules are essentially the same. Forget who you Mm. are, follow the group, you know, and that's what I did. I lost four years of my life being a part of an MLM and I was in it. Okay. I wasn't like on the sidelines. You had worked your way up, right? Yeah, I worked my way up. I got to a certain level. I was actually making money. So it's possible, but you make it on the backs of other people who aren't making any money at all. And Mm. at the same time, you have to lie your way to get there because there's a whole way, you know, when you first start, they're already telling you to say like, oh, you're making so much money when you're not making any money at all. Um, So I didn't realize how unethical MLMs were until 2020 was everything like fell apart for me. And that's when I realized like something is wrong with this company, like something's wrong with this whole process. And luckily, my best friend at the time, um, she was also inside of it. So we both left at the same time and it gave Mm -hmm. us an opportunity to like realize we weren't crazy. But that's why now I'm so nervous about group stuff, because Mm -hmm. I would have never thought that a multi-level marketing company could also technically be under the umbrella of a cult. But it Mm -hmm. totally, totally is. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. so it's very scary. You have to protect yourself out there. And that's that's kind of what I mean when I say like the age of Aquarius, we're going to probably see some rise in some sort of like cults and things like that as well. Mm. Because It's about that collective. That's what I was wondering. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. That's why I think we're going to see some of the beauty of it where it's like, oh, you know, hippie love and like all this stuff. Like, yes beauty but i do think we're also going to see a rise in cult like mm. 
activity because people want to be a part of that group. And there's going to be somebody that's at the top who is trying to dictate and control how people think and how people feel. So it's going to be, you're going to have to be super careful about who you're spending your time with and what you're believing in, in the process. Oh, Mm. I've been in acting classes out here in LA that are absolutely cults. I'm like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, and and I and everyone would be like, what are you talking about? This is like the best acting class ever. Like it's the best time. And I would leave mm-hmm. like feeling so anxious and just like sobbing. Like Tyler, I think I called you having panic attacks after yes. class sometimes. Yeah. And, and when I finally left, I like miraculously got better at acting because I wasn't overthinking everything. But it was literally because it was this group think of like, what are you talking about? You should feel so lucky that you're in this class. This is the best class ever. And I'm like, this is a cult. And y'all are not accepting of people that aren't willing to fall in line with this exact idea of like how everything should be done. And it was scary. Oh, that is scary. And I can I can imagine that as well, because especially when you're talking about acting, there's so much uh, of of emotional connection. Yes, it's so vulnerable. Yeah. So that's where you can totally get sucked into a cult in theater, in acting, if you're not careful. So you have to be very like, keep your eyes open, pay attention. If somebody, my, my biggest rule is if someone is trying to get you to go against your intuition, the answer is no. Mm. The answer is no, because you cannot afford to lose your intuition. That is literally everything when it comes to staying in your power. So if anybody calls Mm. you into thinking that you are a bad person or that you can't think for yourself or that Mm -hmm. you don't know what you want, uh uh-uh, bitch, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Let that be something we all take with us into the new year. Truly, (laughs) truly. Speaking of new year, how can we best use astrology and our birth chart? Like when we are setting intentions, when we are manifesting for the new year to set ourselves up for success in the year to come. Well, I think the biggest part is looking at your Jupiter. Wherever your Jupiter is, whatever zodiac sign it's in, that is where Jupiter is the largest planet in our solar system. So it's very big and it represents this abundance. So in terms of attracting things, in terms of manifesting things, pay attention to what sign your Jupiter is in and then use that to support you. So like, for example, if you have a Jupiter in Cancer, Cancer represents family, home and family, motherhood, the divine feminine. So what I would encourage somebody with a Jupiter and Cancer to do is to spend a lot of time with your family or creating a family or creating family, which is like friends and family. Mm -hmm. Um, Spend a lot of time connecting with your own divine feminine and getting comfortable with the divinity within you. Um, Mm. Get get comfortable with receiving and allowing yourself, because that receiving is that feminine energy. Um, Allow yourself to receive gifts, to receive compliments. The more that you allow yourself to say yes to these things, the more that you're going to attract better and bigger opportunities to you. So I would encourage you to look at that Jupiter and then look at the zodiac sign and then whatever qualities that zodiac sign represents that's what you're going to actually do in order to enhance your ability to manifest i'm literally in tears yeah i'm like i'm like this yes and i keep i i keep i keep like typing down little tiny notes because i'm like that thing this thing let's go let's go <laughs> Sabrina Vanderwoods and Motorcycle Gang. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is the Lexi Wilson motorcycle gang, okay? Yes, like, we're yes. huge fans. Um, so we kind of already briefly talked about like what a Saturn return is, but we just ha- had a quick question for you regarding mm-hmm. Saturn returns. Mm-hmm. Who do you think could have used your help more during their Saturn return? <laughs> Jenny Humphrey or Rory Gilmore? Oh my God. Okay. Hold on. I'm so excited. I can't, I don't even know which to answer because (laughs) it's such a good question was a fucking mess. Jenny was, but Rory is closeted. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she needs to let go. She needs to let out. That's why she was with Jess. You know, she was trying to like Mm -hmm. find herself. You know what I mean? Um, so I feel like deep down at the end of the day, I got to be more proud of Jenny Humphrey because of the fact that at least with her, she was like, you know what? I'm going to be a mess. I'm going to, I'm going to experiment. So she doesn't need my guidance. Rory, on the other hand, needed the guidance. She Mm. needed a friend that was going to say, girl, you just need to get out there and fuck somebody and just like have a good time without thinking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not Dean, not a married man. Yes. Not Just, Dean, not, not Dean. a married man. <laughs> Never Dean. <laughs> never, never Dean. <laughs> I feel like Dean, never Dean would be bad in bed. And I said what yes. I said. No, honestly, girl, I'm with you on that. I really think that. Yes. I think why, why would he be good? No, literally. Why would, it's either make, giving extremely lazy lover, like never goes down on you or... Yes. Like jackhammer, like yes, jackhammer. I see it's jackhammer. That episode of Sex in the City. It's like your neck is thrown out. It is not it. You're just like, oh my god. Like I'm a human being. Like I'm not having fun. (laughs) I am not a sex doll. I'm not a sex doll. Like please, (laughs) this is not a porno. Really? Oh my god, I love that question. Oh my gosh. Well, that was sort of our warm up. Tyler, do you want to take us into our next section? I would love to. We have a little game. Um, We're going to name a Gossip Girl character and their astrology sign. And you are going to tell us what life advice you would give to them as both a fan of Gossip Girl and an expert astrologer. Um, And I mean, we must start with the one and the only, the queen, Scorpio, Blair Waldorf. And just just for reference, I did get married on her birthday. No, it was not intentional, but it also wasn't not not intentional, if that makes sense. It's a blessed day. It's a blessed day. Yes. Yeah. What advice would you give to her? Uh, First of all, I don't feel like she needs any advice from me out (laughs) I oh. really don't. <laughs> I'm gonna start crying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Blair is literally like she has been my favorite since day one. I absolutely yep. adore her. I think that there are so many times where she needed to have like justice for Blair. Like I just feel I love her so much. I think mm-hmm. that she is truly Queen B, and in the sense of like what the definition of a Queen B is, that is Blair Waldorf. So I don't feel like there's any advice that I could. Give give to her I would just support her and I would be like I would be a Dorota to her life like I would just <laughs> <laughs> we always joke that we would be Dorota yeah yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> Whatever she needs from me, I will be that for her. <laughs> oh God, I love that. So love no that. advice Amazing. needed. No no. Okay. No no. I feel like the you next know. person really needs you though, Lexi. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Vanessa, who's an Aquarius. Mm. Okay, so Vanessa. Now I know that you guys have like some <laughs> some iffy feelings about her. <laughs> That was so polite. <laughs> yeah, so polite. But I don't hate me, but I actually like her. Never. We could this never hate you. No, Impossible. Never. Okay. I like her, but I think because ultimate Aquarius vibes, like ultimate Aquarius vibes, okay. in terms of the fact that she is a free spirit. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really go with the crowd. I do think that the advice that I would give her in terms of like, Be honest about what you want, because I feel like there were a lot of times where she was just not being truthful and that's what would get her in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I feel like just be truthful about how you feel, whether it's about how you feel about Dan, whether it's how you feel about just like wanting to be a part of the crew, but then like somehow thinking you're better than the crew, like Mm -hmm. all of that feelings. I'm not about that. And I feel like even the fact that she felt like she was better than them, you know, I sometimes that kind of gives off Aquarius vibes too. And so I just feel like for that, she was authentic to the Aquarius and therefore I like her for that. Mm -hmm. But my advice would be, be a little bit. And I also think have more of like she needs to get in touch with her feelings because I think that's why she would constantly get herself in in problems is because she wasn't in touch with how she really felt and therefore you're just following whatever people expect you to do or don't expect you to do and because of the fact that you're trying to like you're not just sitting down and asking yourself what do I want what do I feel Mm. which is also kind of typical Aquarius so <laughs> I will say, and this isn't just wow. because this is the event that like took her off the show for a minute, but when she did that like filmmaking thing, I forget where she went. Yeah. But that was like one of the only times we saw Vanessa actually be like, no, Dan, like I need to go do this. Yes. And that was likable. Right. Yeah. That was likable, completely likable. Because other than that, it was like, where's the personality? Where yes. are you in this whole equation? Mm-hmm. Because outside mm-hmm. of that, I feel like she was just constantly like hanging on to whatever. Yeah. And that was annoying. That was so maybe yes. she's like, you know what it is? I think she's beautiful. And I think that's what I like. Stunning. <laughs> One of the prettiest people who's ever Stunning. existed. <laughs> but I think her personality, I don't think I like as much now that I think about it. Because the more that I'm thinking, I'm like, <laughs> No, I don't really like that she did these things. <laughs> no boundaries. Nary no a boundary inside. No. Yeah. Truly. But also, like, if my best friend who I maybe had a crush on started dating Serena, I would have no boundaries as well. I would be like, yeah, I'm yeah. getting rid of her. Yeah, no, yes. that's true. That's true. I would agree with that. <laughs> okay. I have to know about our Sag King, Rufus Fufus Humphrey, Sagittarius oh. King. <laughs> So I, first of all, what a Sagittarius dad, like in terms of like, (laughs) like such a free spirit, such a hot mess. Sagittarius (laughs) energy is like, (laughs) (laughs) so just wild. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) He like doesn't think of himself as a hot mess, which is the funniest part. Right. That's even funnier. It makes it so hilarious. So he really is. And he just also just like doesn't know 
what is going on. Like, he just is so clueless to everything, like clueless to life, you know, clueless to Lily, clueless to his kids, mm. clueless to everything. So I feel like part of supporting him would be helping him to, one, get his life together, because I feel like he doesn't know how to handle his children. And so his mm. children... <laughs> His children end up running like running the roost. It's yes. I think that he also has to get in touch with his genuine feelings as well. Because mm -hmm. I feel like for a long time he was playing the doormat and that was not cool, not attractive. And especially as a grown Sagittarius man. Yes. Get your shit together. <laughs> oh my God. And oh my God. get it clear on what you want in life and then go after it. No excuses. So I feel like that. And then also, I feel like he was constantly letting his kids run over him. I just mm -hmm. feel like, where is the like, you know, lay down the law father kind of happening. So, um, so my advice to him would be yeah, like you need to get your life together. You need to figure out what the hell you want. And you need to go after those things. Great guy, though. Great guy. Great guy. <laughs> we love Fufus. But I mean, truly, the, I feel like there is such a lack of respect from his children. And he, he bribes them with waffles and a waffle bribe. And, waffles. and that's not a way to win respect, Fufus. That no. is not a disciplinarian. What are we yes. doing? Yes. <laughs> what are we doing? No. And then we have the napkin who just like left the family all together. Oh, my God. I mean, the for the love of napkins, it really is one of those scruffy, rough little square naps. Yeah, you know? it's a little napkin. Next, Jenny Humphrey, who's an Aries. With such an ultimate Aries. I'm sorry, but she's an ultimate Aries. She because, is. Like, yes. you know what's funny though? She, I, okay. So where I will say that I feel like she was actually in her light versus her shadow is going to be the opposite. When she first came on the show and she was kind of like goody two shoes and all of that. Now she was young. So that makes sense. But I would actually say that she was more in her shadow back then than when For she sure. came out and was a little bit more wilder. Because at the end of the day, she needs to have a voice. She needs mm -hmm. to wear dark eyeliner. Mm -hmm. so, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. so I feel like when she came out as wild and crazy, that was a little bit more Aries than yeah. when he was trying to like fit in and do all the things that everybody wanted her to do. Um, so my advice to her, though, would be to... Reel it in a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, don't care so much about what other people want from you because I feel like there's a lot of but like she ended up in a lot of situations like with Chuck and all of that stuff. She ended up in these situations because there was parts of her that still wanted to be accepted by this group. Yeah. And he is the like Aries is the goddess of war. She's naturally a leader on her own, but because she was too busy still trying to fit in and not mm -hmm. accept herself, she found herself making choices that otherwise she would never make if she was actually completely in full control of herself as an Aries queen. So that's my advice to Jenny. <laughs> Love that. I'm in tears again. I mean, yeah. truly. And I, I feel like that's why Blair liked when Blair liked her the most. Yes. Was right. when Jenny was stepping into her power as an Aries and was she like, respected her. That's why yes. she called her, she called her her queen. Mm -hmm. Come on now, you don't yeah. just get that title by just being a little, you know, whatever. Yeah. She, yes. To be Blair's queen. 
Huge. I'm on. Huge. But that was her being in her power. And that's what she respects. See, Blair respects authenticity. And that's the problem with Jenny. Jenny wasn't being authentic. She was being rebellious. Those mm-hmm. are two different things. True. So when she thought that her rebellion was her authenticity, no, her rebellion was still her trying to like put a stamp on her identity by saying like, hey, this is what makes me special. But the fact that you have to sit here and say, this is what makes me special special mm. is you still asking for attention that's Who are so you real from, really right? is. i'm actually a bit triggered by that um, <laughs> no i just think of shit that i would pull like in my 20s yes. when i was really grappling with like my own confidence and self-worth and identity and it was a lot of that shit it was a lot of acting out and being like i don't give a fuck i'm the loudest person in the room because i'm so confident and it's like a truly confident person doesn't need to act out for attention exactly you know exactly. you don't need to act out for attention so that right there tells you that it's like okay she was still asking for somebody to validate her yes that you need to reel it in because that isn't who you actually are and then you need to step into your power as the aries goddess that you are and then in doing so that's when you actually become blair's queen that's when you actually become the person that people respect and actually respond to and listen to Mm -hmm. I'm so floored by this Aries knowledge. I cannot wait for us to talk more about Aries. Like I, I'm like have truly, I, I'm just so beyond excited about it. I've just (laughs) never felt like an Aries. And then you're talking and I'm like, am I? Ah, what? Ah, I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Obviously, a list would not be complete without Serena VD Dubs, who is a cancer. And I am like, what advice? Yeah, what do we tell her? I would never expect her to be a cancer. I would think that the only thing I can see her as a cancer, and let me, you know, please, cancers out there, and also my dear cancer moon, please do not hate me for this. Disclaimer. <laughs> never. Never. The cancer is how manipulative <laughs> she can be. That's the only way because yeah. cancers, as much as I love them, and I love them because they are my sister sign to my Capricorn. So I love cancers. But cancers are like, people think Scorpios are the emotional manipulators. It is cancer. <gasps> cancer rules over emotion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So because they no, I love this. Twist things, and that is where Serena definitely stands out. I think also because of the fact that they can easily twist things. Where Serena stands out as a cancer again in the shadow, in the shadow, is that she can make herself the victim of anything. Oh my god, she is a talent mm. when it comes mm. to that. And that is something that cancers in their shadow can totally do. So in that way, I think that Serena is the ultimate cancer in the shadow. Totally, totally in the shadow. Nothing in the so light. Just in the light, she would wow. care more about her family and she doesn't. She really just cares more about herself. True. More about her friends, mm-hmm. which she doesn't. She really True. Just cares about herself. You know what I'm saying? She's willing mm-hmm. to do anything for herself. Yes. So I like, the truth is Serena is the epitome of a cancer in her shadow. 
the epitome. Mm. <laughs> I have a quick question. Sorry, just to a uh, quick interlude. That makes so much sense. If mm-hmm. and I'm asking this mostly selfishly, speaking of people who only care about themselves, I'm pulling a Serena right now. I'm a Leo, but I was born at the end of July. Does that mean I'm like more of a cancer than a Leo or does that not? Apply? Oh, no, not really. Not unless you're born closer to um, not unless you're closer to cancer, then you could be like a cusp of cancer and Leo. But mm-hmm. if, since you were born at the end of July, no, then you're just a Leo. Okay. Cause I've had people be like, um, July Leos are not the same as August Leos and be like shady to me. Like I'm not the cool. They are, same though. with Aries. Yeah. yeah. No, which, which Aries are you? I'm April 6th. I'm oh, like, April 6th. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I definitely think mm-hmm. March and April Aries are different. I think like all months are different because I'm a December Capricorn. And when oh. I meet January Capricorns, I feel like we're different. But the, but the reason is there is a difference because <laughs> we have a thing called decans and decans are basically like, oh, how do I say this without it sounding confusing? But basically there's inside of each zodiac sign, there's three different groups. So you can be the first type of Capricorn, the second type of Capricorn, or the third type of Capricorn. And so depending on that, it kind of gets even more specific into who you are. Yeah. So that's also what can kind of make the difference. Yeah. That's what makes the difference between whether you're a July Leo or an August Leo or December Capricorn versus January Capricorn or March versus April Aries. Like there is a difference there in terms of how it's going to express itself in your body. Interesting. Wow. I know. Geeky. So, yeah. So cool. So, <laughs> so cool. Freaking cool. Okay, we have two more, two more. Okay. Chuck Bass Capricorn. Speaking of Capricorns. Which I love him. <laughs> I mean, I come on. So of course we he's the ultimate Chuck. Capricorn. He, like, he, to me, obviously, he's a Capricorn, but he also gives off major Scorpio vibes, so I wouldn't be surprised if in his chart he has a lot of Scorpio. Um, But as a Capricorn, he, okay, is... I would honestly say that he needs to relax a little, which I'm talking to myself, but (laughs) (laughs) needs to relax a little because he's always about the plan, always about, Mm. you know, and, and the ultimate Capricorn thing. And again, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, being against myself here a little bit, but the ultimate Capricorn, we rule over career. So we Mm. will do anything for our career which Chuck completely did that when he basically sold uh, uh, what did he do with the with the hotel? Yeah, he like oh, sold, sold Blair. Blair. Yeah, sold Blair for the hotel. Capricorn. Okay. Jeff Bezos in the house. So basically, <laughs> so basically that's like the ultimate Capricorn thing. So I feel like it's in moments like that where it's like, whoa, relax. Don't put your career above everything. Cause at the end mm. of the day, you actually really, really love Blair. And his inability to say I love you also was the ultimate Capricorn thing. Because it Capricorn sometimes can struggle with showing emotion. This is why I feel connected to my Leo because I don't really connect to this side of the Capricorn, but it's true. Capricorn energy does tend to struggle with showing emotion because they value looking put together. So because of that, him being vulnerable is a really, really hard thing for him to do. Hence why it was hard for him to say, I love you. So even though um, Blair wanted that from him, it is a very hard ask for a Capricorn to say it without um, without their desire to do it on their own. Like if you're prompting them to do it. And honestly, if you're trying to pull them into it, the more you're actually making it difficult for them to come forward and say it. So I feel like for him, he would he, the advice that he needs is to learn how to relax a little bit, choose 
family, friends over your career mm-hmm. and actually prioritize that. But I think by the end of the, the show, though, I think he really started to show himself as the Capricorn daddy that he really is mm-hmm. and really showed yes. up as somebody who takes care of Blair, who takes mm-hmm. care of things. And that's the ultimate Capricorn. So he finds his way in the end. But definitely relax a little bit and choose friends and family instead of career all the time. Oh, that's great advice. <laughs> <I> love. <laughs> and we're going to wrap I up. Him. I would sell everything. Oh, for- <laughs> truly same. 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 We lo- the greatest, I mean, tale is oldest time, the greatest love story ever told. Yeah, right. literally. Definitely not the- Romeo and Juliet. No. Definitely Chuck and Blair. Write that, Shakespeare. I dare you. Come on. Right. Come exactly. on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> you coward. silent. Pretty silent. Right, pretty silent. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to end with a true agent of chaos. I mean, maybe to me, the clearest, most identifiable sign of a character on the show, Georgina Sparks, who is a Scorpio. One thousand percent. She. <laughs> wow. She would benefit from a, a full on program. I think <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yes. That is really the advice that I would give her. <laughs> she needs to join your Patreon ASAP yeah, and ASAP. get some constant support. ASAP. Constant support <laughs> because she is constantly battling demons and constantly losing to them. So I feel like as the ultimate Scorpio who really struggles with the shadow side mm-hmm. and, and constantly is scheming. Yeah, she definitely just needs full on 100% 30 day support where she can be supported in knowing that like you don't have to scheme your way or manipulate your way to get love because that's really what this is all about. This is what you you want to be accepted. You want to be loved. And I know that for you. That's why you're going to have to join our program. <laughs> yes. I love that. Georgina, uh, s- like, join the Patreon. Like, where all the cool kids are doing it. We're doing it. Like, come on. Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> do you think she could be a triple Scorpio? Oh, I wouldn't be shocked if she wasn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think she could. T- Plus, on top Same. of that, just the the look that she has. Scorpios have such a look. You know what I mean? Yes. And you can tell them, like, right off the bat. I would not be shocked if she was, like, triple Scorpio because she has this, like, sexy, dark goddess look. You know what I mean? I'm saying that yes. is such a Scorpio thing. So I wouldn't be shocked if she was triple Scorpio. And I'd also be turned on a little bit. I like that. Yes. <laughs> totally. My, my oldest friend is a triple Scorpio. And I'm I'm like, you're all everything you just said. I was like, check, check, yeah. check, 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 check. Powerful. Literally T to a T. Oh, yes. I love that. I love yes. that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my this god. This was so, so fun, Lexi. Like we could uh, literally talk to you all day, all night, every day. Forever. Like you're the best. Oh, we have to do it again. I love it. Okay, Please must. come back literally anytime. Please. You must. Um, will you tell our amazing listeners where they can find you and just plug anything, all the things? We love you so much. Yes. Well, you can find me at the Lexi Wilson. That's T H E L E X I. Don't forget the E. 
Wilson. <laughs> and you can find all of my my programs, all of my things there. Um, you can get a birth chart reading if you'd like. Or of course, you can join my Patreon, which I really hope you will. Like I said, I have three different tiers. So even if all you want is just weekly horoscopes, you can get that for $11 a month, which is awesome. Um, but there's several different ways to work with me. So just go to thelexiwilson.com and then you can find my books. You can find my manifestation course. You can find everything you want right there. <laughs> Amazing. This We just had the best time. We're so grateful you wanted to come on and so grateful you could help lead us into the new year with so much positivity and so come much on. joy. Yes. And all of the vibes. Um, wow. Wow. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me because this was literally a dream come true. I'm not even joking. I am so grateful that I get to be on this show with you guys because I don't listen to any podcast the way that I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I do not. I love your podcast so much. So just thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> we love you. I, I feel you like we have. I feel like we all have to sign off together. I know. I, I think so too. Oh my god! You know what's so okay. funny? I manifested that because I so wanted that, but I didn't want to ask for it. But I was like, I totally manifested. <laughs> yes okay okay well, well, we'll, we'll see, see you next see you week, next week. On. <laughs> you know. Amazing. amazing first time you know